Hey world, this is Jamie, host of the Jamie and Genty Show. Broadcasting live each week on Tuesday at 12 p.m. from Fishbowl Studios. Log on to hear sports talk from basketball to football and view your feedback on the biggest sports news you want to talk about from around the world. So be sure to log on each week Tuesdays at 12 p.m. to catch the Jamie and Genty Show. Hope to see you soon on Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. <laughs> Welcome to the Beyond the Game podcast on Fishbowl Radio. My name is Jamie. Today is Tuesday, May the 30th, 2023. And guys, well, this is the almost the end of the day. The reason why I'm laughing is because I'm about to bring this guy here in a second. But anyways, now Miami versus Boston before I get into the final stuff. Last night was an ultra disappointment for, uh, for Boston. Boston's my second favorite team. Okay, and I know what y'all are thinking. You're thinking, okay, they're going to trade Jalen Brown. They're going to, to um, get rid of that core. Well, for Joe Mazzulla is not the right coach. Let's let's pump the brakes right here. Okay, Boston got their ass whooped last night. Let's keep it real. Okay, I never saw that coming. I thought, okay, they're going to make it competitive. Uh, Jason Tatum's going to go for thirty. Which he did not do, um, and Joe, Joe Mazzulla is going to coach his ass off. His, his his rookie mistakes showed in Game Seven. You can't shoot 43, 42-3 and make nine of them. You can't do if you're shooting over thirty threes as a team, you're going to lose or attempting thirty threes, thirty threes as. A The one person I'm also mad at, guy is a waste of himself. What in the, you, you're not posting up anymore. Miami does not have a big man. Kevin Love sat out the last two games. We don't expect that. I mean, if you get your ass in the post, you can make a difference in the series. But you want to stay on the outside and shoot threes and listen to Joe Mazzullo's ridiculous coaching calls. And now, let me get to the Joe Mazzullo in a second. First of all, you need to go to talk. People laugh, but yeah. Doc Rivers, Boston head coach. Doc Rivers brought back Boston. Even though he does not have a great record in the playoffs, even though he has one championship ring, go talk to him. Go talk to somebody that has been successful coaching. God forbid if Brett Albert was alive, go talk to him. I don't know what other coaches, you, what other successful coaches you can talk to out there. But go talk to somebody and learn how to coach, because. Your rookie's mistake, your philosophy showed up in game seven last night. You weren't attacking the rim. You were settling for jump shots. Your rotation was horrible last night. Like, like I, I just don't understand this. And then you expect Jason Tatum to be a superstar, which he is. What more can, can Jalen do? Sorry, not. Oh, uh, well, not Jalen. Jason, dude. What more can he do on, on, on an ankle injury? He's done a lot. I'm not saying 
don't break up the court. I'm saying y'all have to get this right at some point. And it starts with the coach. If he comes in with a new mindset, new philosophies, new attitude, boss will be right, right up there again winning a championship. But you go into the red season, you win 57 games, that's all fine and dandy. But we want, I won a championship in Boston. I don't know why I'm a Boston. I'm a Spurs fan. But, but Boston's my second favorite team because of the culture and the organizational um, things they, 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 they're all about. I, 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 I can't wrap my mind on this of why, we, why Boston laid an egg last night. I just don't understand this. And then you, you, I, you know, I, I was celebrating in Game Six, Derek White. You know, first of all, I got into with somebody the other day. I said we should never got rid of Derek White. We should have never got rid of him because Derek White was the centerpiece of our core. And they're like, well, we 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 need to get rid of him for a first round pick. I don't care about a first round pick. You don't know how that person is going to turn out. Once they set foot in, the, in your NBA roster, it's all free game to these guys. Especially Wimby. Like we don't even know who, what he's going to do in the league. Now, granted, in the next couple of weeks, maybe I can, um, I can throw some tape on him and I can give you my synopsis of what I see in him that makes him the number one qualified pick. But we but but I don't I didn't I never want to get rid of Derek White and I don't know why the organization decided to do that. He's a winner. He's a defender. When Missoula was making those adjustments in the Philadelphia series, I said, okay, uh, okay, he has to come back at some point. And he did. He defended Jimmy Butler. He defended Caleb Martin. He defended Kyle Lowry. He grabbed rebounds. And we're talking about a 6'3 guard. What more can you, you... He defended Max Drews. He defended Doug. It's a lot of guys. But we got rid of that one guy. Boston, you have some work to do. I'm not saying to get rid of this core. I'm saying... It starts with the coach. It starts with, once again, Jana Brown, Jason Tatum, Marcus Martin, the leaders of the team. Listen, 29, 26 years old, both of them. 34-year-old coach. The players got some growing up to do. And they have. I'm not saying get rid of the court. I'm saying let's work together. Let's work on it once again and see what happens. Give this core another two years to get it right. Now, in two years' time, you don't get it right. It's time. It's time for somebody to make a move. Maybe Jalen Brown, maybe Marcus Smart, but I think Jason Taylor is going to stay there for the long run. But that's two years down the road. Now, as far as Miami goes, congratulations, Miami. You, you're you're in the NBA Finals. After all what Jimmy Butler has said, after all what Eric Spolstra has said, I, you know, Eric Spolstra, 
he would never win a Coach of the Year award. They give that to coaches that are well deserved. They they got that 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 is a regular season coach. Now, if you give it if you give the award in the playoffs, my pick would be Eric Spoelstra. He's got that team with six or seven undrafted free agents in the NBA Finals, making them look relevant. You got Duncan Robinson, you got uh, Max Schrute, Caleb Vincent, or Gabe Vincent, uh, Caleb Martin, which by the way, he got robbed last night. The NBA robbed him of his trophy. They robbed him. Caleb Martin got him, got to y'all. He literally won this series for you guys. Without Caleb Martin, that y'all don't win. That's why I said, well, that's, that's why when I say the Lakers was Austin Reeves, you don't beat Golden State without Austin Reeves. Or Lonnie Walker, for that matter. You don't beat Boston without Caleb Martin. If I'm Caleb Martin today, or in the next few weeks, I'm going to get my money elsewhere. I'm that good. I'm well-deserved. You're better than your brother. That's hard to say, but hey, it happens. But now I want to bring this guy in. And this guy is emotionally upset of the players, <laughs> which we'll talk about here in, in a few minutes. But I want to give his takes on his boy, because Jason Tennant is his boy. So he, he, he kind of grew up with him, but I want to give his boss a take on it. And let's welcome Gabe here. What's going on, man? What's going on? Long time no see. It's been a minute. It's been a couple weeks. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's been a horrible couple weeks, if I'm being honest. Uh, I know we'll get to that in a second, but (laughs) it's just been an emotional roller coaster for me, man. I. I... (laughs) Hey, look, man. I think, you know, congratulations to the Miami Heat. They played an excellent – they've been just excellent throughout the playoffs. I can't even just say this series. Um, yes. But Caleb Martin is different. Yes. That's a that's a seven-game stretch where I saw him play some of the best basketball. Yeah. Just, just at the right spot at the right time. Yes. Was able to get to his own shot and create his own shot. Like, there's a lot of potential there. Yes. Um, and I think – I don't know if Miami's going to be able to pay him when the time comes. Um, that's, a, that's a tough decision. But to yeah. me, that's a no-brainer. Right. Give him what he wants. Mm-hmm. If you keep that core together, Jimmy, um, Caleb, Duncan Robinson, Bam can be traded. I am not a Bam fan at all. <laughs> um, Bam is probably the most overrated player on that team. Why, why did you say that? He's not – Great, he's like he doesn't do anything spectacular. He reminds me of Serge Ibaka. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, I just like even last night watching him, he was so irritating to watch. Like, dude, like what are you doing? You missing point blank layups? And I'm not a Miami fan, so I can only imagine how they feel. I can only imagine how he feel because I've watched him on numerous occasions, and it's been the same thing. So I think I truly think that Bam is incredibly overrated. Um just <laughs> it's embarrassing. Um 
But yeah, they have a core, a very young core of all undrafted free agents who are all steals, in my opinion. Um, Miami is a solid team, but they got their work cut out for them because I think Denver is the best team in the NBA. And I think they have been all season. I was in denial because I'm a Laker fan. Um, I refused to believe it. I was like, no, they're going to have to show me. And they showed it. They, they did exactly that. Um, so Miami got a tough task ahead. And I don't think that they have enough to really to go again. Like, I got that series going 4-1 Denver. Um, yeah, I got Denver winning in five. Um, but I say all that to say Miami is talented. They're, they're a scrappy team. They play really smooth, quality basketball. Like, I have a lot of respect for Miami, especially Jimmy Butler. Um, he He's a dog, and he's been that for years. I mean, we've known that. If you've been watching the NBA long enough, you know who Jimmy Butler is. Um, nobody's surprised by this. Um, but it's just his leadership, his ability to, like, literally, last year he predicted exactly where they are right now. Um, that was incredible seeing that clip last night when they showed it during the game. Um, so, again, congratulations to the Miami Heat. Great series, great job. Um Boston did. They fought. I have a lot of respect for Boston, too. That If I'm a Boston fan, being down 3-0 and still being able to push it to 7 and have a chance to win it at home, you that's all that you can ask for. Um, so, again, Boston did what they were supposed to do. I don't – Joe Mazzula, I know people got him in question right now, but I think we need to see a full season of him. Kind of – because it made Doka – that situation yeah. happened earlier in the year. Exactly. He wasn't anticipating being the head coach. Yeah, he, wasn't um, he wasn't prepared at all. So him having his preparation, him being able to build his staff, I think it changes the culture of that team. Right. Um, and they'll be right back next year. Um, I'm not worried about Boston at all. The, the, Jalen Brown concerns me. Um, just because last night I saw him turn the ball over eight times. Nine times, I think, it finished. He turned the ball over nine times, um, shooting seven for 20-something from the field. Games in big games, I've seen him become a shell of himself. And I've seen that with JT, too. That's my dog, but I've seen that with him, too. Um, and I think, I guess as they grow and mature in this league, I think that'll kind of alleviate, that'll dissipate at a certain point. But... I don't know. I, it's something about Jalen Brown and his inconsistency. His inconsistency shows up more. At least Jason Tatum, when he's not consistent shooting, he can affect the game in other ways. Um, even if, like on the very least, if he's not scoring well, he's gonna give you ten assists and seven boards. Like that's the kind of that's the difference. Jalen Brown, if he's not shooting well, his whole demeanor changes. Um, yeah. And the whole the whole Celtics team had a horrible shooting night last night. Um, to even start, they didn't make a single three pointer in the first quarter. They no three pointers in the first quarter, and they shot eight of them. So not only are they not shooting well, but they're living and dying by that shot. That's really what did a man last night was their shooting. They shot. I think when the game finished, they shot like twenty four percent from the field or something crazy like that it was it was very very bad it was a horrible shooting night for them um and that's not the norm but i think again like coming back from 3-0 mm-hmm. 
is a thing that we haven't seen for a reason. Right. Um, it's a lot of energy that goes into that, even just getting it to a game seven. That's why there's only five, I think, wait, is it four or five teams that have done it in NBA history yeah. that forced a game seven after being down 3-0? So, again, it's a lot. It's a lot. And so I think they look burnt out to me. They looked to last night. They looked burnt out. The shots, the shots that they were shooting, they just didn't feel like driving to the hole at all. It was just a jump shot fest, um, and I feel like they just kind of quit at a certain point. Um, Miami beat them into submission. Yeah, Miami beat them into submission, and again, kudos to Eric Spoelstra. He's one of the. He's going to go down as one of the greatest coaches we've ever seen. He won't win a coach of the year. Because he he's a student. That's the difference of with Eric Spoelstra and a lot of these other coaches. He's a student. He comes from the video staff, so he was yeah, he was a video assistant when he was like back in the day. <laughs> so in the Alonzo Morning era, so he's been in this Miami system for a long time, and he knows that you're not going to find everything out in the regular season. The teams that are the most successful in the regular season, a lot of them don't win because they think they have everything figured out going into the playoffs. And then when playoff time comes and problems arise, coaches don't know how to handle it. And so that's why you won't see him win a coach of the year award because he's not a regular season coach. He coaches for the playoffs. All of his preparation is for the playoffs. (laughs) You can tell. It's very easy to see. That's why when Miami got into the play-in and everybody's like, what this AC going to do? They ain't going to do nothing. And now they're in the NBA Finals. There's a reason for that. He prepared them for the playoffs. There's there's injuries and things that happen throughout a regular season that people won't can't anticipate. It's a lot of – yeah, lineup changes. There's a lot of shifts and moves. Yeah. Yeah. It's 80 – 82 games. You got 82 games to figure out who you're going to ride with going into the playoffs. And if coaches really took that mentality, we might even see some more coaches step into this Eric Spoelstra kind of role because you have to value studying, value being a student. As a coach, that's what I want to see. I mean, I want to see my coaches actually study this game to a T so they can understand when playoff time comes it's on. I know my lineup front to back. I know what – Kevin Love did not play a minute in this series. He did. He played, he played, he played every he played, game up until game five. I don't remember him playing at all in the series. No, he played. He played. I don't he remember played, him getting remember, minutes, but – I remember in game four, he played five minutes because of his back. So, um, I guess he I guess he, try, he tried to grab a rebound, and then he felt something in his lower back. So he went out. I thought that was last series. It was uh, this series. Okay. Well, the point still stands. The point I was making still stands. <laughs> because the, you have to know how to move and change things within your lineup. That's what Darvin Ham did not do. Why was D'Angelo Russell still in that game? I know we're going to get to it. But, again, those are things that as coaches, when you know your lineup and you know who you have on your squad – you know how to maneuver for the matchup that you're playing against. Well, well going back to Joe Mazzuto, I don't think he knew that. No, nah, he said, didn't. That's why I said, Git was a successful coach this summer. That's why I said Doc Rivers. Now, people will laugh, but Doc Rivers is, is an incredible head coach. Like, 
Like there, like when I was th- I, I was thinking about this this morning, I said Doc Rivers can coach in Phoenix. He can coach in Phoenix because Phoenix has all the pieces. It's I'm gonna tell you something about owner, Doc Rivers. The owner knows he almost want, wants to feel like he knows nothing about basketball. I'm gonna tell you something about Doc Rivers real quick though, okay. because I think this is where people miss it with him. He's a great he's a great coach, right? But if you notice, there's a reason why he's blown more 3-1 leads than any other coach in NBA history. There's a reason for that. He doesn't make adjustments. He does, if, you, if you watch the Sixers, if you watched the Clippers, if you watched those uh, Orlando teams when he was there yeah. for like the short yeah. amount of time. Yeah, pre-Dwight Howard. If yeah. you watched the Celtics, if you watched the uh, – what, what else did he go? The Nets? Uh, Brooklyn, yeah. yeah, he was in Brooklyn for a second. Like, if you watch all of those teams, there's no adjustments being made. He's so he's such a cerebral coach to the point where, like, yeah, he he believes wholeheartedly in his plan and his agenda, and it's gonna he's gonna live and die by that. And to in a way that's respectable, but in another way, I feel like you're missing it because that's there's a reason for it. when teams start. Kicking up and you got a three one lead and you just start coasting and you say, Oh, my plan is working. We're good. And then they start changing things and then the other team starts adjusting and then you don't fix anything, you start looking crazy. Sure. So if I'm Joe Missoula, Doc Rivers is not the coach I because I need Joe Missoula to understand adjustments. <laughs> I need him to adjust. Because for them to I mean, I don't know. I don't know who would be a great mentor for him, but he would know. He would know. He has to have some sort of mentor because I felt like in this series, and even like game six, up until game six, his coaching, his coaching rookie mistakes showed. Oh, and even I'm last sure. night. Yeah, last I, night, I'm seeing them shoot the ball a thousand times, and I'm exaggerating I, when I say I, that. I, but I remember Charles. Mm-hmm. It was either Charles or Kenny or Shaq. I think it was Kenny mm-hmm. that said, "You can't just coach by shooting the." Ju- oh no, Chuck. That was Chuck. Yeah, Chuck, that was Chuck. Said, you can't just coach by shooting the threes. Yeah, like you, like I would tell Joe Mazzula, you gotta get with someone this summer. Seriously, like you, like what there should have been an adjustment team? made in first in after the first quarter when they went zero for eight from the three. I'm talking about they're, 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 mentality. You have to check your players. Right. Check your players. At the end of the day, stop shooting them damn threes. They're not going in. We're 0 for 8 in the first quarter. We're still in this game, yeah. but stop shooting this three. Penetrate the glass, and then we'll play inside out. That's the difference. Y'all forcing these threes. You got Marcus Smart throwing, shit up, uh, throwing shots up. Marcus Smart thinking that, thinking that just because he had a good a great game six yeah. doesn't mean that it's gonna happen in game seven. My my other problem with Al Hofer not putting like when you said in, inside and out, Al Hofer's not in the paint. He's not in the paint. He's, he's playing the, the perimeter. In the, in, in, in earlier is great when again, it was in Atlanta. And again, I put that on coaching. Because if you if you watching this game, you saw the problem. We all saw the problem. Everybody in America who watched that game saw the problem. You are not p- 
penetrating the glass. Y'all shooting nothing but mid-range shots in threes. That's they it. Have, they have guys that can penetrate. They you have. got use Robert Williams. Use him. Honestly, like I think that size is so crucially would have been so crucially important. And even if they now. did, Robert Williams, am I saying his name right? Yes. Yeah, yes. Robert Williams is a beast. There's a reason why he was getting all them offensive rebounds because they don't have nobody that can compete. Bam is not that. He's not grabbing off. He's not an offense. He's not. Is going to, what he's going to do is he's going to dive to the rim. What he's yeah. going to do is shoot his little mid-range that's why I call him Serge Ibaka, and I think I might be giving him a little bit too much credit on the defensive end by calling him Serge Ibaka because he don't play defense like Serge, but offensively he plays like Serge. And that's that's the second guy that you ride with, Jimmy Butler. Listen, I don't, I don't, I mean, Jimmy Butler has a lot of help, but Bam is not one of them. No, I'm sorry, and also that's why I said with Joe Mazzula. Go with to a coaching camp. If you don't have a mentor, go to a, an NBA coaching camp so that you learn. You were throwing in the fire in mid-October. Okay? Yeah. You were nervous. You were trying to set your staff up at the last minute. Okay, great. You still managed to win 57 games. Mm-hmm. Go to a coaching camp this summer. And he did that with talent because it wasn't his coaching. That Boston is one of the more talented teams in the league, and everybody knows it. They underachieved this year, and they shouldn't have even gotten to a 3-0 lead against an 8 seed in the East. That should never happen when you got that much talent. I'm sorry. like So there is some credence to what people say about Joe Mazzulla, but I think it's too soon to throw him under the bus right now. I feel like the media will will push that narrative to get Joe out of it. Yeah. He's only 34 years old, Gabe. He's set, he right there with Jimmy Butler. Yes. Jimmy Butler, he played against Jimmy Butler as a senior. They both were seniors. And Marquette, yeah. They, he was at West Virginia and Jimmy Butler was at Marquette. Yeah. 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 Because Derek White is a, it can be a pest. Mm-hmm. I know Derek White Center. I watched Derek White Center. Mm-hmm. Derek White was, get, get, Pop gave him the utmost praise. Yeah, I love Derek White. That's probably my favorite player outside of Jason Tatum on the Celtics. Like, he is, he has that thing that I look for. Like, it's the, it's just this thing. Yeah, it's that Chris Martin thing. What's in it? Caleb Martin. Why? I can't. Sorry, y'all. I can't remember nobody's name. Yeah, that's who it was. Yeah, um, Caleb is that same thing. It's that. It's that inner dog. Like when I'm on, I'm on. I'm cooking y'all. Like, yeah. And you have to have players like that. I think. I think the biggest thing for Boston is getting consistency from their superstars. That's the biggest thing. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum's consistency is what propels Boston to even get to the Western Conference Finals, uh, Eastern Conference Finals. So, when they're playing inconsistent basketball, you got Jalen Brown shooting 25, 30% from the field. You got Jason Tatum playing on a bum ankle and trying to figure it out, <laughs> trying to find out where he fits in this game. It's difficult. 
you're not going to overcome that, especially when Caleb Martin is shooting the lights out the gym, especially when Jimmy Butler is still being Jimmy Butler and balling. Like, and, and, he, and Jimmy Butler wasn't what, what he was aggressive last night. But, yeah. But when, when he when he picked his like spots that, wisely. Right. Yeah. The guys like that, when he's not being aggressive, guys like Duncan Robinson, guys like uh, Max Struess, guys like Caleb Martin can mm-hmm. come through for you. Yeah. You got Duncan Robinson knocking down open shots. What a concept. Oh, my God. He, if he would have did that in game six. Uh, uh, he didn't play the Milwaukee series. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And I love Duncan Robinson personally. I think yeah. I think he's a very good shooter. I think he fits in. The, he's a great role player right. that fits in a, that can fit in the offense. Like LeBron would love Duncan Robinson. <laughs> um, honestly, like LeBron would love to play with Duncan with a Duncan Robinson type because that's that Mike Miller kind of type right. that, that you know that, that, he fits that mode. Like I'm a spot up shooter. And I'm gonna get to my spots, and I'm gonna be there when, whenever you're ready for me. I'm here. <laughs> That's Duncan Robinson, and I, I actually like that a lot. Um, Miami is just good. I gotta be honest that they, they play like the better team, even though on paper Boston is the better team. Um, Boston plays stupid basketball, and they have all season. They, I mean, just being totally honest, they play really stupid basketball. Like they turn the ball over a lot. I've never seen like Jason Tatum again. That's my guy, but. Bro, you're traveling entirely too much. I've never seen as many traveling calls in my life. Like, and I, traveling, I feel like in the NBA, at an NBA level, traveling is so rare. <laughs> like, the, it trips you out when you like they really call to travel on that. Like, yeah. So I, I think Boston got some stuff to figure out. Um, Yeah, and I think Al Horford is getting older. You need to get, invest in another big. Um, um, yeah, that's tough. That's, that's going to be tough. Yeah, through free agency or through the draft, that's going to be tough. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult. But it's there's ways. There's always a way. I, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a player that they could have, like, that they could get potentially. Um, that's a big, but it's not. It's not a lot of bigs, man. It's really not, and I think that's what they need. They need a little bit more spacing. They need a big that can play in the post for real, because when you have everybody surrounding the three point line, it just looks crazy. Like, why is Al Horford playing so much high post? Like, you shouldn't be. Why is he playing so much outside? That's what I'm saying. Like, it's. They they got a they got some stuff to figure out because I think their rotation is really weird right now. It's weird. Um, they, went, went, they went they played a two man rotation. Yeah. So, um, they didn't add they didn't add um, they didn't add this guy Sam Hauser. Sam Hauser is a good shooter. Yeah. Um, he compliments to De- to Duncan Robinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? Uh, that's basically it. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you want to talk, if you want to say Champagne, I can't. I know his brother. His brother played for the Spurs. Then he was the one with the crazy hair. I know who you're talking he, about. He's going to play in the summer league. Yeah. That's what I'm looking forward to. Is Champagne playing the summer league? See mm-hmm. what they missed in Boston. Yeah. Um, it wasn't his time right now because he's not he's not used to the playoff atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And also, I want, uh, and also. 
Blake Griffin needs to get out of there. What is he doing there? He's more of a cheerleader now. He's more of a... But is that where he's going to be anywhere now? Uh, To be honest. As long as as he's cheering, (laughs) as long as as he can't find a team. Because he's just occupying a roster spot and collecting a check. I believe so. Like, that's what it is. Like, (laughs) I'm just being honest. Blake Griffin is not the Blake Griffin of old. He he, He wasn't that in Brooklyn. No, he was not. Like. His his Clipper days are behind him. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a wrap. And he had a good four to five years of great basketball. He was an all-star. But, he's but now. if you're telling me, because I remember when he came out, and when he came out of Oklahoma, right? Yes. Him and his brother, Ben, <laughs> I remember that whole, that was a fun little team to watch. Um, and so I remember when he came out, everybody was projecting that he was going to be just so great. Mm-hmm. Like just one of the greatest to ever do it. And – He's going to dominate the league and all of that. He never dominated the league. I think Blake Griffin is probably on the list of being a bust. Like, I think he, I think he, considering the expectations and considering what he ended up being and then the injuries and all of this different stuff, I think he could end up being considered a bust. Um, and that's another conversation that we could have on another day, but. Because I mean, I think the most disappointing player ever is probably Brandon Roy. Um, yes. Brandon Roy, Greg Oden yeah, was up there. The yeah, Damn. it's a lot of very disappointing players. Like I remember, <laughs> even Darius Miles. Like he's from St. Louis too. Darius yeah. Miles. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Darius Miles. Like he, he, he was definitely not focused on basketball. He was focused on everything else but basketball, and so. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I just, I think about a lot of those players sometimes, and I think Blake Griffin, unfortunately, he might make that list. Yeah, um, yeah, I, 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 he might have to look into going overseas. It's not a bad thing for him. Yeah, it's not a bad thing for him at this point of his career. Mm-hmm. It's just that what the team needs, mm-hmm. what the team needs now is some players, some players that can come in right away and produce. Yeah, and that's why I said. Let me look at this champagne kid in the summer league and see what he does. Mm-hmm. Let me look at, you know, well, this guy's not going to play in the summer league. Sam Hauser, what he does in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Because I felt like he could be a complimentary mm-hmm. to Tatum and Brown. I felt like, you talk about you talk about fatigue, mm-hmm. I think they played the most minutes in this series alone. Yeah. Like, alone. Like, Sam Hauser was not used in this series, mm-hmm. barely. He was only used when they were blown out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Real quick. Can you grab that other mic? That for some reason this mic isn't coming through the way. It should be. Yeah, use that one. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm gonna just pull it off. Okay. All right. So, so with that being said, um, Mike Muscala. Mike Muscala is not a young player. Um, Luke Cornett may play in the summer league, but it's just a bunch of guys that I wanted to see. That play in the summer league for Boston mm-hmm. that would translate to their success. Yeah. And see what Joe Missoula, maybe he could take a book or maybe he can watch him film. And mm-hmm. um, not only in the, from this past season, but in the summer league as well and see how it's being done. I'm interested to see that. Yeah, I am too. I am too. I think Joe Missoula, I, I want to see after this year, this mm-hmm. coming season. Um, then I'll start making 
assessments on Joe Mazzula. I, I, I like no, to give I'm, coaches grace. Um, no, because I, of the situation. I never made a. I never. There, the question got asked last night in the yeah. post cancer. I said, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm not firing this guy. No, 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 no. He's 34 I years mean, old. I mean, to get a team to the Western Conference Finals, given the situation, mm-hmm. like they literally lost the coach that they thought they were going to have all summer. <laughs> they lost him in October. <laughs> to like, Houston, of all places. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and with all the drama that came with that situation, yeah. like that was organizational drama. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so. I think to even get that team to the Western Conference Finals, there's a lot of potential there. Mm. Um, I just want to see them take the next step because I think the Celtics look just like the Celtics of last year yes. that lost to Golden State. In the finals. In the finals. In the finals, They looked yeah. just like that same team, mm-hmm. and they didn't take a step forward. Right. Um, and so after this season, they're going to have to really assess where they are because this is a team that should have won a championship by now. Uh, yes, it should have been. Yeah, uh, it's on paper, right? I mean, I, I, I don't want them to get rid of this core. Um, uh, Marcus Smart is the the catalyst of this core because mm-hmm. he keeps everyone in line. And and there's another player, Grant Williams, that I forgot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grant Williams is up for a contract, I think. I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, Boston should find a way to pay him. Because I feel like he's that complimentary to their to their talent to mm-hmm. what they what they run. You're not going to see a, a type of Grant Williams player on any other team, mm-hmm. considering in fact where these other teams are going to go. Yeah, right now, you're not going to see that. He fits in Boston, even though even though teammates hate him, he fits in Boston. He fits their core. He does, and he so does. Boston's got to find a way to pay him. Miami's got to find a way to pay Caleb Martin because I feel that, like to somebody's going to give him the bag. Somebody's going to do it. <laughs> he about to get so stupid paid. Like, somebody's going to give him everything. They about to, and honestly, you might love this, mm-hmm. but I think San Antonio might be the ones to do it. You know what? Because they need to, they're going to try to build around um, uh, Wimby. Yeah. Um, you know what? Yes, I want to build. Around Wimby, I want not necessary superstars. I want players that can produce. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't want vets sitting on the bench. No disrespect to the vets sitting on the bench. Mm-hmm. I want guys like a Caleb Martin or a Grant Williams type of guy. Yeah, that can come in and produce. Mm-hmm. Caleb Martin will be great in our core because I feel like I see him starting. He could play. He can play all four positions. Mm-hmm. He can defend all four positions. So I feel like he can he can insert in the start, insert himself in the start in that starting lineup right away. Mm-hmm. Along with the Kelvin Johnson, along with uh, Trey Jones, or is it Trey Jones? Yeah, yeah, it's Trey Jones. Um, who else? Uh, the other kid, Champagne, mm-hmm. his brother, uh, stuff like that. So we Zach Collins. Yeah. So we got a lot of pieces that we can add mm-hmm. to our core if we're going to make a run. Next season, yeah. which I expect us to. Mm-hmm. If you got the number one pick, you're going to. <laughs> I don't know how realistic this is, but you're going to get. You're going to make a run in the postseason. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm out in the first, fine, okay, fine. We we got back, but I want to win fifty games. If Tim Duncan, that's a high expectation for a rookie, though. That's a very high they expectation. Said they, for they, a they're comparing the stats of old. They said. David Robinson was number one back in 87. 
Tim Duncan was number one in '97. So they said Wimby made that one. But I'm, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking if you add Wimby, you got to add one or two more guys to yeah. add that to that core. And that's why they're looking. They want Austin Reeves back. I know the Lakers had a bag to pay Austin Reeves and still get a Kyrie type. Um, that's what I'm hearing anyway. Okay. Um, okay. So they have enough room to play with. I don't yes. think Austin Reeves is going anywhere. Um, you got to pay him at least. You got to yeah, pay him. He's getting paid. Money. He's start getting paid. Money. He's he Over might. Lonnie Walker. Oh yeah, yeah, easy. I'm. I mean, Lonnie Walker. He knows what level mm. he's at. He like everybody. I think everybody's very well. Mm. Has a very good understanding of where they are. <laughs> um, and financially, I the Lakers have the room to pay Austin Reeves and still get another star. Um, <sighs> don't get Kyrie. I, I mean, I personally don't want Kyrie, mm-hmm. but. I mean, I know him and Brian have chemistry. It's a lot of, it's a lot of stuff there, right? That could potentially work, um, mm-hmm. especially better than Russell Westbrook or some of the other attempts that we've made. So, of course, personally, I mean, I don't want to get into the Lakers yet mm-hmm. unless you're ready. But uh, I, I'll give my Nuggets pick here. In a got minute. you. Um, yeah, but with the Lakers, I think that I'm willing to trade AD. Okay. I, I mean, personally, I've seen enough mm-hmm. inconsistency over the years. Um, just constantly. I mean, I can't. I'm, I know for a fact that he'll be injured next year at some point. Of course, like that's. I shouldn't have to feel like that <laughs> with somebody who's supposed to be the centerpiece of our team. Like, right. That's literally the person that LeBron is supposed to be handing the keys to. Mm-hmm. LeBron can't relax. He can't just settle into his <laughs> like last few years of his yeah. career. Like he can't right. do that. Because he constantly has to work. <laughs> like <laughs> game four, I was like, I was sick to my stomach watching that. Like mm-hmm. LeBron is thirty eight years old and had to drop forty points to keep y'all competitive. Unbelievable. At thirty eight years old, he shouldn't have to do that. Unbelievable. Anthony Davis. Anthony 30. Davis is a is a liability at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like we can't rely on him. Mm. And I don't want to start it. I can't rely on. Well, we'll save that yeah. because I wanted to. I want to bring in the Nuggets because mm-hmm. the Nuggets. I'm going to say you say five. I say six. Yeah. Nuggets and six only because that dog mentality and Jimmy Butler. I said I was thinking. Okay, if the, if if I was going to say Nuggets in five, but I'm saying Nuggets in six because I feel like Miami has a chip on their shoulder. After, last, I after what I saw last night, I said, there's no way Jimmy Butler is making them lose to the finals again. So uh, give me Nuggets in six because of Jokic, Murray, and Michael Malone. And you can add guys like Aaron Gordon, Bruce mm-hmm. Brown, and a Christian Brown. Mm-hmm. Now remember, in game two, it was a stupid error on Christian Brown. I can't remember what he did. Christian Brown is a rookie from Kansas. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a decent role player in this league, but the time is not now. Yeah, It's not now. He sat out the last two games of that series because he mm-hmm. made a stupid error. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it was just really stupid mm-hmm. on the court. So... Michael Miller says, "Sit down. We're gonna go. We're gonna roll with Bruce Brown and Jeff Green, and that's what they did. Mm-hmm. Short staff, short rotation, but that's what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, Jokic cannot be stopped. I mean, you saw in that Lakers series. Yo- I mean, I was cheering for 
somebody to defend Jokic. Rui got him high. So when you got when you, so Jokic is not a physical big man, but mm-hmm. Jokic used his skills to his assets. Yeah, Rui is a stronger guy. Mm-hmm. The, the problem that I have with that series is that they took Rui out of the game off Jokic and they put Anthony Davis on there. Mm-hmm. Why not put Rui still in the game they, to guard Jokic yeah. versus Anthony Davis? Because, and I agree with you on that, because Anthony Davis doesn't defend skill well. He doesn't defend like, his man well. He doesn't defend he the size paint. and skill. He defends the paint. Yeah, he he's a paint defender. Yes. He's not the, I'm a, Catch one you up one. at the high post, of course, and play one on one with you. Nah, that's no. not who he is. Like <laughs> now, he defended Steph Curry well in the he, late games and stuff like that. But that's because of his length. Yeah, like they're on the smaller. Yeah, they're they switching off. Yeah, it was a lot of switching off of picks and yes. screens and stuff like that. Yes. So it worked, mm-hmm. he, but he's not that guy. He's no. not gonna defend you. From the top of the key to <laughs> to the glass, like no, no, he's he's he, in he's the paint. Not. So I agree with that. He's not. So so when they took that out, that's fair game for uh, for Denver. Um, so give me Nuggets and six because of those three guys, and I said it, and I was right. So, but speaking of your Lakers, Gabe, yes, um, your Lakers. So I listened to Stephen A. In his podcast last, I think it was on Sunday when I heard this, and I said, and I was thinking he was questioning Anthony Davis' work ethic. Mm-hmm. LeBron has started his work. He started his work ethic back in after the series is over. As the season over, he's working right. Mm-hmm. Even before the game four, he was working on the court. Everyone saw that five hours before the game. Yes, that's how committed a thirty-year-old man is. And I question work, Anthony Davis work because of the injuries, and not only the injuries, but taking care of your body. You can't have. That's why I, I remember saying this a few few podcasts episodes back. I said mm-hmm. you can't not allow these trainers to take care of you full time. You at some point you got to take care of yourself. Absolutely, you got to work on your craft early. You are thirty years old and still in your prime. Yeah, and still have a jersey on your back. Mm-hmm. There's numerous guys that will want and want to be in your position that can produce better than that can have more durability durability yeah. at that age than Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. LeBron has that durability, but you're asking a man who's played over a thousand playoff games has knocked out has uh, over uh, eleven thousand minutes on that body to give you forty points in one playoff game. And then everybody says he didn't do enough. I'm like, what do you want him to do? <laughs> I can finish that sentence for you. For, what the hell do y'all want him to do? He came five hours before the game. Five hours. There's literally nothing that he could have done different. Guys are sleeping still. If everybody else is not producing. This is a team sport. Everybody got to stop it when it comes to LeBron because they want LeBron to be God. Right. Y'all have to stop. Like, it frustrates <laughs> my entire being. Like, right. bro, I've seen this man put teams on his back. Yes. I've seen him drop 48 and 12 against Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals. I've, I witnessed that with my own eyes. I've seen him do amazing things because he is, he was blessed with that level of gift. 
Sure. That is all true. But he doesn't win any of these games without his teammates. I say the same thing about Jordan. Jordan don't win six championships without Scotty. Or uh or Tony Kukoc. Or Tony Kukoc. Or, or Steve, Kirk. Steve Kirk. Anybody. Anybody that list. you want to name the list. that was on that team. Mm-hmm. He can't score 120 points by himself. It's not realistic. So everybody has to stop. The moment he, the moment the people around him aren't producing, mm-hmm. and if you got a player like Anthony Davis who is, lives on the ground. Right. Constantly <laughs> injured. Constantly something going yep, on. Yep. It's con- Like every time you... Catch a rebound, you got to fall. Like, dog, <laughs> you are not <laughs> you're not dur- durable enough to be falling all the time. <laughs> Every time you fall, I get nervous. Yep. yep. So, <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. Like, I can't, I can't sit up here and just condone this behavior. This no, is ridiculous. You, you At the end of the day, you are not working on your game. It's clear. You're too inconsistent. There's, there's, to me, consistency is what equals success, right? Yes. Anthony Davis will go down as probably one of the most inconsistent players to ever play this game. Of course. As talented as he is, as talented as he is, he is the most inconsistent. He's been that way. Before he got to the Lakers, he was that way in New Orleans. He's been that way since he's been in the league. This is not new. Mm -hmm. But to me, he was dominant enough to where it balanced out. Now with the injuries, he's not that dominant. He's not that same player. He has moments of greatness. He has moments of Mm -hmm. outstanding play. But, Mm -hmm. Doug, like, no. You can't just – you can't. You don't get to be that inconsistent when you're playing with a 38-year-old who needs help at this point. He doesn't have that help. He don't have any yeah, help. Unfortunately, he doesn't have that help. And um, and you know, they always play. You know, you know. <laughs> speaking of living, living on the ground, you know, you know those kids commercials. You know, you know the the mm-hmm. milk commercials back in the day. Yeah, that make you stronger. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Anthony Davis takes that takes that seriously and takes that seriously. He needs some milk. He needs some milk and he needs some strength because <laughs> strength gets you more durability. LeBron, that's why LeBron can last in the league because of, of strength. Kobe lasts because of strength. Yeah. Uh, Jordan lasts because of strength. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, like, uh, like you said, LeBron, LeBron needs help. He doesn't yeah. have that help right now. Because LeBron uh, is not a 40-point a game he's player. Not. Right now, and and he never really has been that. Like he's always Mm -hmm. needed role players and people around because he's a he's a smart, intelligent basketball player. So yeah, even though he probably could put up forty a night, he could based upon his skill level, right? But he's like, no, I need I know the value of getting my teammates involved. Right, that's been his game since day one. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, if his teammates he's trying to get them involved, he's feeding them beautiful passes, and they not making shots. What the hell do you want him to do? I just, I just don't understand. That, that's why they they value Jordan over LeBron because Jordan had teammates. Jordan had a consistent teammates. Yeah. See, see the difference, Gabe. The difference is that, and I can understand, and I, I, I try to understand everyone's point, but I'm not disrespecting LeBron ever. Mm-hmm. When Jordan had was was had his teammates. The work ethic back then was 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 fabulous. Yeah, Steve Kerr, uh, 
John Paxton, Scott, all those guys had a considerable work ethic, mm-hmm. right, in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Right now, you're asking guys to get into the weight room. You're asking guys to work on with a trainer. You're asking guys to to just be consistent. And that's not we live we live in a different era. We do. Uh, uh that's people that don't want point. to work. It's a great point. Basically. Yeah. That that that's what it is. But like, there's a scrappiness about the 90s and the early 2000s mm-hmm. that we will never see again because right. there was a they understood work. Right. You don't get to this level without work. There's exactly. a lot of guys in this league exactly. today that not to say that they haven't put in the work to be there, but no. that how can I phrase this? They don't really they don't have to understand it because the game is so three happy, right? right? The game is shifting. Of course. It's so three happy. And if you master a three point shot, mm-hmm. you have a job. You can make millions of dollars. It don't I mean, require you to just by, by just solely making three point shots or playing good defense. Like there, there's a lot of more. There's a lot more specialized mm-hmm. players out mm-hmm. there. Not to say that there weren't back then, right. but it was just different. Everybody right. knew how to play basketball. Right. <laughs> back then, yeah, back you, you then. didn't just. It wasn't just. Oh, I'm gonna master the defensive mm-hmm. end of things. I'm gonna master my three point shot. Right. You, they're picking specific areas to specialize in because it's making the money, and I respect right. it. But at the same time, it's missing a lot of that grit. It's it missing a lot of that. It is that hard nose, mm-hmm. blue collar defender, def- defender, basketball player. Because honestly, everybody on the court was a basketball player. Mm-hmm. They played all levels of the court. Right. At some point in their life, you know what I'm saying. It of was course. just different, right? It was different. It's it's different now because because that, that, that's why I said you don't have guys that want to work. You got guys that want to do half work, mm-hmm. and then you guys you got guys that want to work but want to do the other things. They want to do enough to get their money. Exactly, it's a higher it's dollar not, amount. It's not the three. Let, let me tell you, the three pointers don't bring you anything at all. <laughs> They don't. <laughs> they don't at all. And yeah. to your point, I've seen guys that are useless basketball players. Yeah. That that run to the three point line on a fast break. Yeah. Shooting a three. Like if you, you go you, to the rec now, we've talked about this before. Exactly. If you go you, to the rec now, the basketball that's being played is totally different than what mm-hmm. it was like when we exactly. were growing you, up. Do you know the three man weave, five man weave? Of course. So what do they tell you every time? You always got to get a yeah, lip, right? Yeah. I wonder. I gotta go to a practice one day. I wonder how these players are doing it now. <laughs> I wonder. I want to know how the three to the five man weave is being run right now. Because they used to get mad at us if we ended the three man weave with a jump shot. Oh my god! That used to be nah. Oh my god! Nah, hit the baseline. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Like <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a big nah. You end your three man weave with a layup or a dunk. Right. That's. That was the game. That, now that, the three, the outlet pass is going to the corner. Right, it's going to. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's totally yeah. different. I got, I got to see this on film. I, yeah. I, gotta, I gotta go watch a practice in person and, and and watch it on film and see how those weaves are being run. Yeah, because to me, how the five man weave is, you pass like the mid person has the ball, passes yeah. to one side, 
pass to the other side. Mm-hmm. Then the two outside guys are running to a rim. Yeah. To the point where the middle guy that had the ball mm-hmm. gets the ball and lays the ball up. I'm telling you now, because I've seen it. Right. All They're the- going to the corners. They're not going <laughs> to the rack no more. Like, I'm telling you right now. I got to go see a practice. Yeah. Then. I got to go watch a college practice yeah. and see what Exactly happens. what you just described. <laughs> how we used to, yeah, we, we're coming around the edge yeah. and we're going to the hole. Of course. No, they're going to the corners. <laughs> they're going to that corner three. That's why they're even if you watch – Fast breaks now, uh-huh. you have one guy that goes to the rim. Mm-hmm. You got another guy that goes to the corner. <laughs> I'm telling you, just just pay attention to how they do fast break. I try not to pay attention because it's ridiculous. I feel like it's going to be. Shooting it, the three on the fast break? I'm like, dude, no. Duck, shooting the three on the fast break, and I, I get it. Like now. Rhythm, rhythm, yeah, rhythm, exactly. rhythm. You got, that's why I tell players all the time you got to have rhythm yeah rhythm like if you're not if you know rhythm means that you got to come off the screen and and your hands ready yeah the three yeah i love how duncan robinson does it mm-hmm. this is duncan robinson is the example of a three-point shooter yeah. he's his what hands, steve kerr was back in the day right his hands are always ready i hate the fact that he has to take a, a, a another dribble to create shot but that's his game it's okay because he can make that shot yeah he and I don't want to sound example. like the old guy that's like, get off my line. No. Like, you know, like, like I don't want to sound like that. But no, I, I just no, think that, like, like that. the game is just so different. Um, It's way different. It's so drastically different. Like, being a big man, I remember being a big in, like, middle school. Right. And getting yelled at for shooting <laughs> jump shots. Like, oh my it was gosh. such a big deal. Like, nah, oh why gosh. are you get on the block? Get on the block. Like, why are you <laughs> – even a high post, if we weren't running pick and roll, a high mm. post was a problem. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> even right now, running pick and roll, that's that's a problem. That's a yeah. major problem. Yeah. But that's why um, – that's why – that's what I'm saying. That's why – speaking of, of that, you know, Austin Reeves is not a three-point shooter. Austin Reeves can create his own shot. That's yeah, why I feel, I feel like – He's a scorer. If, the, if somebody – if a team – God forbid I hate this team. Detroit came out of the woodworks and said, we're going to pay you $100 million. Mm-hmm. He's going to take that money. Like, uses teams like that are going to for, look for quality talent. Yeah. The Spurs are not a useless team. It's just that it's, it, it, you know, the season happened. Yeah. We traded, our, we traded Derek White. We traded DeJounte to get number one. Bull crap. Yeah. But we add a complimentary guy like that. He can bring wonders to your team. And I feel like he'd be the number one scorer. Yeah. Uh, Lonnie Walker to Lonnie Walker in San like I told you, San Antonio was up and down. Like with the Lakers, it was more down than up. Mm-hmm. Up was the Warriors series. Down was when he didn't play. Yeah. He didn't play. He wasn't was in the rotation. Yeah. So Darvin Ham got out coached this series. That's why I said, that's why I said. You have to sit behind quality coaches. Like, for example, Pop. Mm-hmm. I, I can bring Pop in this qu- equation. Pop has won five championships. Pop has won over 1,400. Well, thir- he's getting close to 1,400. He's number one all time. Go mm-hmm. talk to him. He's yeah. 74 years old. Go talk to him. Go, yeah. talk, go sit down and learn his philosophies. But I'm going to be honest. Unless you coached under these people – I don't see a lot of coaches mentoring other coaches. They should. I think they should too, but I don't see that often. They should. I, like, the game would be better that way. I agree. I mean, 
you can say the same thing for players, but these young players don't care about the old dudes. <laughs> they don't. They don't want to hear from LeBron. You're right. You're right. You just saw that in the Memphis series. Like they yep. talking crazy to LeBron, as if he hadn't had 20 years in this league and broke an all-time scoring record. Like you talking to him like he's just some bum off the street. <laughs> like, bro, are y'all crazy? Do y'all right. know that there's no reverence anymore? Right. For legends, and I see that across the board, even outside of sports. Like it's yeah. there's no reverence for, of course, what somebody else has accomplished. Right, and I think that's a very that's a problem because you miss out on key things that could take you to the next level. Right, um, that you can't anticipate as a young player. That, yep, as that's a young why, person in general. That's why I said. That's why I said. The, these players have time. Like yeah. somebody like a Kevin a Kevin Garnett has time. Somebody like LeBron has time to mentor. Uh, who else? Shaq, Charles, even though that's a bad example. Kenny Smith has time to mentor these younger guys. And, but they Shaq. have to want to be mentored. That's what my said. whole point. Mm-hmm. You, you can't. That's the biggest thing. I think a lot of these players Pick that the are retired, are older now, like Pick up the phone. you have to want to be mentored. I'm mm-hmm. sure that if LeBron, LeBron is the one player that I've seen like that, but players at the end of a game and mm. like be whispering in their ear, telling them stuff like, right. It's Jason Tatum is a, a perfect example of that. LeBron kind of right. like was like, look, bro, I see mm. what you could be. Right. Tap in. Mm. Like it's players will do it if mm. given the opportunity, but you have to be willing to be taught. Like at Jayden the end of the day, LeBron is not your peer. Mm. Dylan Brooks, LeBron is not your peer. Y'all are not peer. Y'all are not in the same conversation. Your peers are younger than you. I'm just saying, yeah. like, you, LeBron is your OG, not a peer. Mm. There's a difference. There's no reverence for the OG. Of course. I think, course. like, whether that's in the streets, whether that's in basketball, whether that's in entertainment, there's no reverence for those people that came before. And I think that's a massive problem that we have in our culture. Um, Big problem. We don't have any respect or reverence. And there's so many steps that could be skipped and so much pain that could be avoided Mm -hmm. if you would just listen. Or pick up the phone and just call them. Ask. Just just schedule a workout. Don't be too proud to ask. We have a bad habit of that in black culture of not asking questions. Yeah. When we're in position to do so. No question is a bad question. I'm not exempt. I've been... I'm not one to ask stuff because I'm like, I can figure it out. Same here. I'm not exempt. I've done it. So that's what I'm saying. Even outside of this is bigger than the NBA. Like, mm. this is something that, like, we got to really get out of or we'll never grow. Right. So. That's why we're failing right now because we don't, we don't, we don't talk to the OGs that yeah. have excelled yeah. in, their, in their profession. Mm-hmm. So, would it get better? We'll see. Yeah. But, uh, but I want to know. Speaking of work ethic, what would you? I brought this question last week to somebody that I had a guess on. Do you see LeBron retiring? No, not not anytime soon. I think we still got at least another two or three years. Um, that's, what I said last, that's what I said, he, and that's what we both uh, agreed it was last week. Yeah, I think that was a message when he said what he said after the game. I think that was a message for the um, organization that had nothing to do with. Him actually retiring. He's sending a message too. And also, I think he's sending a Rob message Palenka. to his teammates. I think it was Rob Palenka and Jeannie. I think mm. 
that was a message for them. It was bigger than his teammates because he know he's had thousands of teammates over the years. <laughs> like, of, he's had a, a lot, lot of transition, a lot of shifts. He mm. not worried about them players. Right. He's like, look, I did what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I can only do so much at right. the stage in my career that I'm in. Mm-hmm. He was like, look, dog, I'm tired. <laughs> that was a cry for help. Like That was like, bro. <laughs> Yeah, y'all figure this no, out. I, I understand. I'm laughing because I because I, I, I felt like Rob and Gina. I'm not going to do anything. They're not. They're not. But they haven't. They're going to allow this man to suffer. I feel like they, he's, they're going to drive him early to retirement, which they shouldn't. Uh, if he does retire, he'll come back just like he'll pull the Jordan whenever it's time for his son to come in the league. Right. I mean. I wouldn't be surprised at that. If they go another year mm-hmm. and it's the same result, mm-hmm. I can see him retiring for real. Because I don't right. think he wants to transition and go to another team unless right. his son is there. Well, so speaking of his son, yeah, his son's going to USC. He is. I said this last week. His son's not even the best player on that team. Somebody averaged, I can't remember that name, somebody averaged 20 points a game on that USC team. And it's still on their team. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, with that being said, it's going to take him another two years, two to three years, to get get adjusted to college life, get adjusted to college basketball. I feel like he he will if he averages thirteen points a game, God willing. I say that respectfully. Mm-hmm. Then don't jump to the NBA right away. The reason why he will jump into the NBA right away because of his dad and other things around him. Mm-hmm. Don't jump right away. Work on your game, work on your craft, all that stuff. I think regardless, not to sorry to cut you off, no, okay. but um, I think regardless of whether he goes to the NBA one and done or not, mm-hmm. he's going to have time to develop. Um, that's yeah, the whole purpose of, of his dad being present. Um, that's He wants to help him with his development process. Sure. And so – I think LeBron would ultimately become more of a coach on the floor once his son, once his son gets his, his son transitions. Um, um, there's a crazy stat that I saw last week. So, not only LeBron is going to USC, mm-hmm. Dennis Rama's son DJ yeah. and Kobe Bryant's daughter, yeah, Natalia, oh, USC at the same time. Yes. I saw that too. I think Natalia's just going to school. Yeah. And DJ Rodman, I saw stats of him. He's pretty good, just yeah. like his father. Mm-hmm. Just like his father, his game is completely like his father. Mm-hmm. Um, he won't see the ball as much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as long as Bronny and some other kid is uh, is dominating the ball, then he won't see the ball as much. He'll be only be there for like cleanups and yeah, kind of like what his father did mm-hmm. in the NBA. Um, so I'm interested to see that. In the summer, because mm-hmm. they're playing summer ball in the summer. Yeah. So I'm interested to see that, which, which will translate into the regular season mm-hmm. in November. Yeah. But nonetheless, um, nonetheless, I feel like um, I feel like LeBron needs to take his time and re, not readjust, but like just relax a little bit. And I think he will. And I think that's the whole. That's my whole point. I think that. LeBron is in a position where he's like, I'm good. Like, my four career is solidified, four chips, all-time leading scorer. What, I mean, 
<laughs> like you're what do you want? Playing basketball at this point, yeah. I mean, you're just playing. You're gonna go down as one of the top two greatest players to ever play this game, regardless of whether you and win just, another championship or not. It's always gonna be the same debate. Yeah, there's always gonna be a debate, and there's not nothing that LeBron can do at this point will mm-hmm. change the Jordan fans' right. opinion, and nothing that obviously Jordan can do at this point is gonna change. The LeBron opinion, people. You know what I'm saying. Everybody, right. it's a, it's an opinionated topic. Whatever you feel is what you feel. Right. Um, but I just know for me, if I'm LeBron in this situation, like I'm playing with house money at this point. Mm. It's I'm 38 years old. Mm. I just dropped 40 in the Western Conference Finals. Mm. I'm still top five player in the league mm. at my age today. Wow. Nobody can ever. Wow. Nobody will ever when be able to say that, that again. When he said that, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Like, yeah, he's literally top five, better than these guys out yeah. here. He's he's more he's the most. He's probably one of the smartest basketball players we've ever seen play in this generation. In this generation, like I, I think we're gonna miss the days when LeBron is not around. Mm-hmm. I think we're not gonna get it until he's no longer here. As far as like in the league, yeah. I don't think we're going to understand it I until think his, he's out of the league. I think his life is going to be talked about throughout forever. Yeah. Whatever whatever his son, his daughter does, yeah. his wife does, what LeBron does, his life is going to be talked about forever. Yeah, because you got to think we're still in it. We're right. still he's still active, he's still of course. playing, he's not going anywhere. Of course. Um he's going to play at least another at bare minimum at least another year or two. I'm gonna say three um, years, and I, I will go three too. Mm-hmm. I will go three as well. Um, but yeah, we gotta we got a ways to go. Mm-hmm. He gonna set that scoring record so high, <laughs> but <laughs> he probably will hit forty thousand. Oh, wow, I oh can see God. him hitting forty. He'll still average like twenty five points a game. Yeah, because he can do that in his sleep, and that's the craziest part. <laughs> like. <laughs> He's not a scorer necessarily, mm-hmm. but he can still average twenty five points in his sleep without okay. a whole lot of effort. So, Jeez, <laughs> a whole lot of effort. Yeah, I think. Yeah, we're witnessing something that we'll probably never see again. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so, I I want wow. people, haters included, mm-hmm. to just <laughs> appreciate what we got while we got it. Exactly. Stop because it's going to be a negative. massive hole when he's not here. Stop appreciating the negative talent. Yeah, John Morant. I mean that's, that's I mean that's that's what the negative talent talks about. Mm-hmm. Negative talks about negative. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about more LeBron and Steph. All these guys. Yeah. Like if if this is an era it, of basketball that will never get back. We got players it. that have literally changed the game. Golly, LeBron changed the game for real. LeBron Steph, changed the Steph game. Changed the game on multiple levels. Steph completely changed <laughs> the way that players play. Gosh. I'm, I'm just putting that in perspective. No, We're I, witnessing the era of basketball, mm-hmm. and LeBron is a part of really two major eras of basketball. If mm-hmm. you think about the '03 draft class, mm-hmm. all of those guys: Melo, D Wade, him, um, who else? Uh, I think Kyle Corver was in that yeah, draft or something like that. It was a lot of it was a lot of stars that be, mm-hmm. our players that became stars in that draft, right? And after that, mm-hmm. so you know. That's an era of basketball that we won't get back. <laughs> we won't, and um, we won't. We will, we will never get that back. And you know, speaking of Melo, 
I said this last week, and I want to say this to you. I wish Melo would have got a championship ring. I, I feel so, like he, I feel like George Carl. I'm going to blame George Carl on that because George Carl, at the time, he got out coached by Phil Jackson. He did. Just be did. real. Like, and he's not the only one. No, he, he's, <laughs> not, he's not the only he one. Did. But those I, Lakers teams during that time were. Something different. He didn't care about his players. Nah. He he uh, he didn't he wasn't responsible for the younger core. Nah. So when Melo was in that young phase, he wasn't pulling Melo aside mm-hmm. and saying, "Hey, you need to be this." That's where the organization was back. George Carl back then, and I blame mm-hmm. George Carl for everything. Yeah, for everything. That whole that team was too good. Too that good team was too to good. not win a championship. Like Kenyon Martin in his prime. Uh, Nene. Nene. Nene Hilario. In his prime. He changed his name to Nene. Uh, who else? Anthony Carter. Anthony Carter. Off the bench. J.R. Smith. Smith. Oh, man. That's a lot of like, guys. It, uh, they had some dogs oh, on that God. team. Aaron Fallow. Aaron Fl- Oh, Aaron Fallow. Yes. yes. Three-point shooter. Yes. Yes. Dude, like. That team was amazing. <laughs> you never. You like, never. Get that team back. I remember I was playing NBA Live back then. <laughs> and that was my team. That was the team that I always used to play with. And I used to beat the brakes off of everybody with them. Like, wow. I wow. Like, Denver was the team that I always used to play with on that game. And I, I <laughs> that's how I always, you know, during that time, like early 2000s, that was what I was doing. I was pl- mm-hmm. I was watching the games and then going to play. <laughs> wow. That, that's, and so, that's awesome. Yeah, man. I, I got a lot of memories with that Denver team. And then mm-hmm. don't and then can't even forget about when AI got there. Oh, yeah. You can't forget about that either. That was a great time because AI was still balling. Exactly. Like, he was coming right from Philly mm-hmm. and going there and balling out. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, finally, there's a championship. Yeah. There's a championship. We, finally. we thought that they had found the missing piece. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they got another superstar. Mm-hmm. And it failed. It failed. It failed. But Kobe had a lot to do with that. Yeah. Kobe had a lot to do with that. And I'm I'm going to be honest. I'm George Carl to this day. If LeBron was in the West earlier, I don't Mm. think LeBron would have (laughs) had. Like, Kobe was stopping a lot of people from getting chips. Mm. Like, that was a – them Lakers teams was just something serious. And they didn't have a lot of stars. It was just Kobe and role players. Right. But the league was different, so you mm-hmm. you could play like that. You can, you can, mm-hmm. and I I can understand why. I understand why LeBron would say those things, and also Melo, his best days were were in Denver. I feel like if you put players around, no, him. I can't say that because he was balling as a Nick. He was still. Uh, I, I know. Still, I know what you're saying. Those, I get what you mean. Those organizations failed them. The organizational issues that Melo faced was the problem. Right. But those Nick teams when he first got there, the early mm-hmm. Nick teams, mm-hmm. dog, <laughs> they was killing. Like they didn't I'm make sorry, they didn't make it to what the levels that they should have made it. Mm-hmm. But again, I think that was organizational. That was um, organizational. But um, the, those teams, Amari Stoudemire. Uh, who else was yeah. on that team? They had, uh, I think they had. I mean, I think Stefan Marbury was still Stephon there when he Marbury. first got there. Uh, yes, um, Stefan Marbury went to China. Yeah, he ended up going to China like right after, like right after Melo got there. Like it was right. a year. Oh or yeah, two. that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, twenty ten. Twenty ten. Jeremy Lin. Yeah, <laughs> that was Lin Sanity era. Um, he was there Landry for Landry Fields. Landry you Fields. Had, uh, who else did you have? Um, I'm Man. blanking on some of those Golly. players, but they were. 
like Melo was his I think his highest level of basketball by himself as a solo player was played in New York. Yeah. Um, yeah. He could play by himself in New York. Yeah. Because, oh, man, I just remember those rhythm. That's why I said rhythm threes. Mm-hmm. Like when he hit one shot, yeah. it could be like a mid-range shot. Then he'll come down the court on the fast track and just shoot a three and he'll make it. Yeah. And so, so I Denver wish. was young Mello. <laughs> that was young Mello. But young Mello was a dog. He was. He honestly, I mean, at that time when he was in Denver, he could have been considered the best out of that draft. He could have. I mean, if it wasn't for 06 D-Wade. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it wasn't for my dog. <laughs> and it would have been, if it wasn't for George Carl's foolish adjustments. Yeah. His foolish coaching. Yeah. Because Melo never got to the finals. D-Wade and Brian both did before. Yeah, That's sad. So, yeah. That's very sad. Yeah. But salute to Melo, man. Love Melo. Melo's going to go down as one of my favorite players oh, to ever play the game. Hall of Fame. Yeah, easy. Hall of Fame for sure. But – I appreciate your insights. Absolutely. Um, we're going to transition to the Cowboys talk. I got some <laughs> tip players we need to look at for, for the 2023 season. Let's do it. And also, let's talk about DeAndre Hawkins. <laughs> Is he going to be on this team? <laughs> I will want him on the team. Let's talk about it on the, on the other side. Is Fishbowl ready to be on the game? Yes, sir. Baby 
What's poppin'? Who you a Brand new whip, just, just hopped in. I got oh, options. I can pass that bitch like Stockton. Just joshing. I'm spending this holiday locked in. My body got rid of them toxins. Sports in the top ten. I can put the ball in the end zone, put a bad bitch in the friend zone. This shit sound like an intro, jet song, give me that tempo. Told pool, he'll fool with the shit. Told her, don't let her friends know. In the villain, I move like a dime. Even Pettuccini or Vincenzo's. Me and my amigos got that free smoke on the West Coast. Yeah, I'm talking about pre rolls Dark hair bitch, and she look like she go. She do. Hometown hero, feeling myself, can't murder my ego. She heard of my deep stroke. She said, babe, does it hurt when I deep throw? It does. Certified freak hoe, hang around us, and she learning my lingo. Back then, wasn't worried about me, though. In the gym, trying to work on my free throw. Goddamn. Spending money at the club like Sam's. Yes, ma'am. She a little freak on cam. She don't put this on the ground. Little boys trying to diss on the ground. I can't switch on the fan. Shit's hot, hit the switch on the fan. This where my head is. I feel resentment from every direction. Even some homies be wearing expressions. I be discouraged from sharing my blessings. We used to share a connection. Now it just feels like it's wearing and stretching. I'm getting real sick of taking advice from people that never could stare at reflections. Somewhere in there is a lesson. Y'all ain't evolving, it's very depressing. I'm at the club with the basketball team. Me and the Cardinals are sharing a section. Gotta cherish the present. I'm drinking water and wearing protection. Got a career and I'm very invested. Some people call it a scary obsession. I like to call it a passion. I can't be sitting relaxing. PG, we getting some traction. I'm at the venue, it's packed. I'm digging her accent. I got a BB Simon belt on me, and she trying to get it on fashion. That's my type of distraction. That's my type of she Latin. Got my own flow, and I'm about to get a patent. Brand new sheets for the bed they satin. Y'all wasn't tuned in back then. My swag they keep jacking. I ain't doing no verse, quit asking. What's poppin'? Brand new whip, just hopped in. I got options, I can pass that bitch like Stockton Just joshing, I'ma spend this holiday locked in My body got rid of them toxins Sports in the top ten
ride of your life Hold on, cause baby, I might, I might just give you a bite of the sweetest pie You got me hung up from across the room I'm so high that I'm on another altitude And on my cloud, I got some space for you Got a taste for you Bounce to the out, pick it up, put it down Wanna put his nutty buddy in my fudge round I'm tight than a bitch, he ain't had it like this Toes curling like they throwing gang signs on crib One thing about me, I ain't taking no shit He will, I know it's pissing off his old bitch Caesar, Milan, I got his ass trained Try to let a dog know who really running things Welcome back to the Beyond Game Podcast right here on Fishbowl Radio. Um, my name is Jamie again. So, anyway, so I listed these top 10 Cowboys players who need to bounce back in 2023. <laughs> okay, so let me give you the first two because they had the first two have something to do with DeAndre Hopkins, Dak Prescott, and Michael Gallup. Okay, <sighs> let me start with Michael Gallup first. Michael Gallup, you are in a make or break year. Dak, too. Michael, the reason why I say Michael Gallup is because Michael Gallup, you're the second receiver on this team. Okay. Now, if we bring DeAndre Hawkins in, we can you you're dropped down to number three, or even better yet, you're on the bench. We don't need you. <laughs> even though you feel great, we don't need your less talented. Your lesser effort talent. We don't need that. We need. I need a consistent receiver. DeAndre Hawkins is consistent. It's just that there, he was playing with a poor quarterback. And I say this respectfully, Kyler Murray, because I know you live in this area. You love this area. But you are inconsistent. DeAndre said, you know what? This is this guy's inconsistent. I'm not going to show up to minicamp. I'm going to go and make myself available elsewhere. The Cowboys fit Dak. You have a number two receiver. Work on your game. You have not shown up in OTAs. Well, is it OTAs or minicamp? I think it's minicamp. I need for you in this next week or two to show up, to work on your game, to work on your craft. We just talked about work at the in the last break. You are not working on your game, period. I don't know what you're doing in all season. This is We're about to hit June. June turns into July, and then training camp starts, and then now you're forced to throw a football again in the, uh, at the end of July. I guarantee that's going to happen. I guarantee you that's going to happen. This is why you put up the numbers that you put up, because you're not locked in. <laughs> now you have, you could have a second receiver that could call, that can help you out when CD. 
gets doubled down the field. We can't turn to Michael Gallup. We can't even turn to Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks does not know our offense yet. We can turn to Hawkins. Hawkins may not know, but Hawkins is, is, is a phenomenal receiver. He said he wants to play with a consistent quarterback. Well, obviously, Dak may be consistent. I don't, I don't know. But Dak has that talent to be consistent. Now, Gabe, <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> What do you think about DeAndre Hopkins being on this team, sir? I would love for DeAndre Hopkins to be on this team. But. <laughs> but. He don't want to come here because of Dakota Rain Prescott. <laughs> he, I mean, honestly, like he put out his list of the teams that he wanted to be on. Buffalo was on the list. The Chargers were on the list. What? Um, Philly was on the list. I see that list. Um, it was some other. It was a, oh, uh, Baltimore was on the list. Baltimore, yeah, they have Odell. They they they, they should be good. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> Odell's healthy according to him. Okay, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, we weren't on the list. That's the bottom line. You know why? Because, like you said, he wants to play with a consistent quarterback. Who don't we have? What don't we have? We don't have a consistent quarterback. Say it with your chest. Go on, say it right up. We don't up. have a consistent quarterback. Yeah, yeah. We have a quarterback we, that, that is unfocused and undetermined. Facts, period. There, there it is. There it is. So yeah, the reality even. is anytime you throw that many interceptions, you're going to lose a lot of the major players that want to have consistency that really want to win because you can't throw that many interceptions and expect to win games. I get it. Like, bro, if I love Dak as a person. We all talk about the man that he is. He's such a great guy yes, and all this yes. other stuff like that. But on yes. the field, bro, he is in, as about as inconsistent as Anthony Davis. I, <laughs> I just, I'm just being honest. Right. Like, you have a game where he looks like the great, the best quarterback in the league, and then you have a game where he looks like the worst quarterback in the league. Yeah. So, yeah. it's just so up and down that, I don't. I don't see the Cowboys making a run at anything, um, oh, and unfortunately, yeah, Michael Gallup is needs to show up. But the reality is, if he can't get the ball, it doesn't matter. He can be as open as he want to be. So, I, I'm just a realist at this no, point. I understand, man. I, I, I have to be like that. Or else I'm gonna have my heart broken. Right. Every single year, I'm not about to get. They not about to get me started this year. Dude, cause we already know how to how it's gonna go. They're gonna start off playing great ball. They're gonna start. We we went through the schedule. We went through the schedule, yes. And we both said the exact same thing. Yes. Like uh, they'll have they'll end they'll finish with a eleven and six record somewhere along those lines. Everybody's like, oh yeah, we going to the playoffs. We make the wild card. Yeah, and make the wild card, and they're gonna lose, <laughs> on in a heartbreaking fashion, like they always do. So I'm not getting invested with this team. I don't believe in none of these dudes. Not one of them. <laughs> you don't believe in Trayvon Diggs? That's the number three on my list. Can he bounce back? He had ten. He had eleven interceptions in 2021. He only had three in 2022. That's because people were afraid to throw on him, though. Unless, like, unless that it was a wide open, he was getting beat. It was something like that. People weren't. Throwing on him, weren't risking that. They weren't throwing him fifty fifty balls. Right. 
Um, now he did get beat a lot. <laughs> I, I feel like he needs to work on his tackling. But I also think it's going to help having um, Stephon Gilmore there. Oh, there you go. Look at um, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not all the way Look negative that, about the Cowboys. Look at that. Look there are some po- there are some positive. I think the defense will be a positive. Right. Like they were last year. Okay. Um, what about I, Dante Fowler? I, you know, I don't know. We have to see. There's a lot of like 50-50 question mark players because Gallup is one of those. Like right. Dante Fowler is one of those. Like you, it's like all right, where we at? They can use them. I, I won't know until I see them play. Mm-hmm. Like because Gallup is very specifically with Michael Gallup. He's very easy to tell when he's on. Mm. It's very easy to tell. Like his routes, yeah, more precise. Right. He gets a little bit more separation. Right. Um. Right. We didn't see him get any separation last year. I think he rushed back. Yes. Um, That's the Cowboys training. training, uh, tra- training yeah, because we, we weren't signing the receiver. We weren't trading for one. We weren't actively doing the things that we needed to do in those moments. Mm. Um, and so we rushed Gallup back because of it. Um, T.Y. Hilton was – he didn't produce – what we he, needed he him okay. to. He was decent. He got some big third down yeah. catches. Okay. Um, I didn't want him to. Use. I didn't expect him to be T. Y. Hilton of Indianapolis, but I mm-hmm. I did expect a little bit more. But a lot of that was on Dak. Right. I think the receivers suffered a lot because of Dak's inconsistent play. Yes. Um. So I do think if Dak can get it together, mm-hmm. which is a tough task for him, <laughs> um, it starts now. It yeah, starts, it, well, actually and it I know Mike McCarthy wants to run the ball. I know Mike McCarthy wants to run the ball, but I'm like, we've never seen Tony Pollard have Happen. starting right. carries. Right, we've never seen him. We've never seen him really have more than 15 carries in the game. I, I just, I just want to know. This is crazy, but I, I just want to know how that offense play calling. With Phil, with Mike McCartney calling that. But yeah, you have Sean Heimer right behind, right next to him. Right. I just want to know how that's going to work. It's going to be very interesting. I think, again, the defense is going to win us some games because we do have a very, on paper, we have a very good defense. Mm. Um, potentially, like, again, on paper, potentially top three in the league. Yes. Um, yes. So, because a lot of the younger guys are getting older, they're getting more mature. Uh, yeah, um, we gotta we gotta tank is getting up there. He's tank is getting, getting older. Um, um well, who else? Stephon Gilmore is like thirty. He he's thirty one right? Yeah, 32? he's thirty early thirties. Okay. Somewhere um, in there. Um We still have a young defense. We have a young defense with some veteran maturity. Right. Which I think will bode well for us. Um on the defensive end of the ball. I I'm on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, the offense is just a question mark because we don't know what we have. Right. We don't know what we're gonna get. We got a good offensive line. We do have we a. Got a good we have a decent line. offensive line. Um, um, our, we're, we're we're missing our starting left guard who went to Miami. Yeah. Um. So that's interesting. Too. I just don't know if we have a number two receiver right now. Brandon Cooks, like as you said, no, doesn't know the he, offense. He, he's not. He's not a number two. I just feel like Brandon Cooks is just. Yeah, he's just a slot receiver. He's That's not like a deep, too. deep, deep. Uh, uh, he's not a threat. He's, he's not, not a, threat. a massive threat like that. No. I think DeAndre Hopkins would get me excited. Right. As if like, I'm just being honest. I think that changes the way that Dak plays too, because DeAndre Hopkins is just that good. Right. 
Um, and I think DeAndre Hopkins would honestly become our number one. Like, he'll become the one because of his level of talent. And then right. you got CD on the other side who can kill you as well. Right. So I think I would love to have DeAndre Hopkins. Will he come here? I don't know. You got to have the money, in which the Cowboys do have that money. To Cowboys pay have him. the money to pay him. They have the money to pay him. And you got to be invested. Um, the problem was not signing Odell is that they weren't invested in Odell. I think they treated Odell for a ride. Yeah, and uh, they, Odell took it. They Odell weren't confident. They weren't confident in Odell's ability to really play at that mm-hmm. point, mm-hmm. Um, because I mean nobody really knew what he like. He'd been sitting around. Uh, <laughs> this has been at the crib for the last year. Like nobody knew what he's capable. And we still don't. I don't know he's going to be like in Baltimore. Um, mm, we don't know Jackson. if he's healthy with Lamar know. Jackson. I, I don't know. I, so you, 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 you should come out of the AFC. Is it AFC? No, not South, the West. The South. North. No, 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 North. Sorry, <laughs> you should come out of the North. So I always pick Baltimore and Pittsburgh right now. Yeah, well, I, I can't. Cincinnati. Oh, actually, my bad. My bad. Since, it's Cincinnati, a new day. I know what you're talking about. My, my bad. It was three. My bad. Yeah. It's, uh, it's Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati. Cincinnati will win that, that division again. I can't forget about that. Cincinnati no, will win that division. Yeah, yeah, they they'll win that division. They'll win that division. Of course. I mean, barring injury or something crazy, like they're winning that division. It will be a major injury um, to the quarterback if if they don't win that division. Yeah, it's a tough division. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Um, even Cleveland is not no, they got problems, but <laughs> they're not they're not a team that you can look over. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in that division, you got to play them twice a year. Yeah, like yeah. those are games that you can lose. <laughs> yeah. So, granted, they won't make the. I don't believe Cleveland will make the playoffs. I don't believe no, that they're going to they be anything special. But they're a team that you got to fight with a little bit because they do have some talent. Um, Pittsburgh same way Like right. I don't believe That they'll win that division I don't think they're Gonna end up making the playoff Well mm. I don't know Mike Tomlin is just so great Yeah he's that he, he can make adjustments On the fly He can make adjustments On the fly If you yeah. give him enough pieces right. He can pull out magic Enough pieces Yeah exactly So I don't know if they have enough To compete in that division With Baltimore Adding Odell And having some of the talent That they have mm-hmm. And solidifying Lamar Jackson I think Lamar Jackson Will play a little bit more free I think so too. Um, because he's not playing for a contract, he'll be a little bit more. Yeah, he. he we might get to see MVP level Lamar Jackson. Mm, um, because I think he's been fighting for that contract be- for since for a then. Minute. Yeah. For a minute. So I think the freedom of Lamar Jackson and him being like, "All right, let's go," mm-hmm. and I got a dog in Odell. Mm-hmm. Let's 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 play ball. I think they got something to work with in Baltimore. They got a so tight end, Mark Andrews. They got a tight end who is really just Best who's their number one receiver last year. Right. <laughs> so, you know, you got yeah. you got some stuff to work with in Baltimore. I'm excited to see that team. Um, I don't know if, what they're going to be in comparison mm-hmm. to Cincinnati, but right, those it's a two man race mm-hmm. in that division. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's to me. It's like three. I can't. I can't. It's three for me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like I feel Pittsburgh like, is sneaky. I get it. I get it. Yeah, Pittsburgh is between Pittsburgh and Baltimore for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like Kelly Pickett is going to take a step up this mm-hmm. year. A step up better than I can see um, better than um, Dak, and I mm-hmm. say that because. Um, 
Ben Ben Roethlisberger made some comments last week mm-hmm. about him not being good enough and all that stuff, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger can say what he wants because yeah. Ben was the quarterback for for a long time. From 04 to whenever he retired. I think it was 21. 21? He yep. retired in 21? Yeah, so. he did. Yeah, 21. So so you need that more. You need more of that mentorship. I think Ben's doing it from afar. Yeah, he is. He's not going to do it in the facility. He's doing it from afar. So speaking of mentorship, if Troy Aikman, <laughs> it was all the stuff that that he has going on right now, can mentor Dak – we we will see the betterment of Dak Prescott. I'm gonna tell you something. We gotta let Troy Aikman just be Troy Aikman and be the Hall of Fame quarterback that he is. And I say this because they said the same thing with Tony Romo. Mm-hmm. They said the same thing over the years since Troy has been gone. Mm-hmm. They said the same thing over the years with every quarterback that we've had. Troy don't want to mentor these little bum quarterbacks. <laughs> he don't want to do it. Work ethic. He, like, he just does not want to do that. Like, it's very clear that he doesn't want to be a mentor. He right. he supports the team. Obviously, that's the team that he played for. That's the team that drafted him. Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to support the Dallas Cowboys, but he doesn't want to be a mentor. Right. He's never been that. Right. So we're expecting people to do stuff that they've never done. Right. That's it's like that's not fair to him. You know what I'm saying? So I think that uh, I need my Dak, to perform better. Dak at this point, he's a veteran. Dude, he's dude, he's dude, gonna be what he's gonna old. be. He's thirty th- years old this summer. Yeah, he's gonna be thirty years old this summer. That is a veteran quarterback. He's been in the league what, seven years now? Uh yes. Seven? This is year seven? Uh, this is year eight. Eight? Yep. Has to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. your eight because he got drafted in twenty sixteen. So if we're hoping and wishing that Dak is going to be something that he's not, we've been Cowboys fans love to do that. They love to hope and wish that Dak is going to turn into this fantastic top five quarterback in the league to get us over the hump and take us where we need to go. Dak is not that guy. So you got to find other ways to win. He's a game manager. He's a great game manager. You got to invest. Invest you in what? Invest in your product. What? No, himself. himself. Oh, he's got to invest. He's got to invest himself as being the starter quarterback. Like, like, like I said in the last break, these guys don't care about the game. They care about other things. And that I think are Dak cares. I think Dak does everything in his power to be the best that he can but be. I question what the he reality. Says I question what he says a lot too. I don't listen to what Dak says because Dak is very political. <laughs> I read between the lines <laughs> of everything that he says. Mm-hmm. I I don't. Pay him or Mike McCarthy any attention. They are the quint. Wow. They're the quintessential politically correct. Oh my god! Interview. Every time you see them interview, they say the same politically correct stuff. Go back and watch them interviews. Oh my gosh! Go back and watch them. No, interviews. I, I, I watched enough Dak interviews yeah. to, to believe that he has said things that that are 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 all bullcrap. He's gonna say the right thing. For everybody to shut up. I'm like. And that's why, for me, the Cowboys are brilliant at that. The Cow- the Cowboys media team, I need to the find, media training I need to team. Find, I need to find who their PR. Their PR their team PR. is incredible. I need to find out who, who their PR is. They need a round of applause. <laughs> Matter of fact, they. I'm telling you, they need a round of applause. 
they do amazing work right. because the reality is they say the right thing in the right moment it's a script to, it's a, it's clear it's like talking to somebody at uh <laughs> at a freaking collection agency you know how they sound so robotic like <laughs> and they read off a script yeah they're reading they're really off good. of a script they said, doc doc after, after this san francisco game yeah. which you lost go ahead and say this we just didn't make enough plays you know i gotta be better i gotta be better i gotta throw the we ball gotta better. Be better we gotta be better but we you gotta make the right points. Dub. You scored twelve points in the playoff. Through two interceptions. <laughs> <laughs> like like dog. You can't sit up here and tell me that, oh yeah, we gotta be better. We gotta do this. I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna commit to XYZ and I'm gonna do this. Like bro, Commit you, to what? You you saying all of this just to get everybody to shut up and still love you, bro. I get it. Right. You you're a great guy. Your heart is in the right place. You work hard. I need people to stop loving Dak. I'm sorry. I get it. I I love Dak too. Like no, he's I'm a great like, like, like person. The game. Yeah. The, the game. The quarterback. He buries his. He buries his below average play with being a great guy. Right. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. The media stuff. The way that he communicates with the media. The way that he portrays himself in the public. It covers up his. Mediocre play, and it's been that way for eight years. And if you, if Cowboys fans think that that's gonna change, people show you who they are. Yes, believe them. Absolutely. Maya Angelou, famous quote: "When people show you who they are, believe them." Mm -hmm. This goes in sports. This goes in everything you do in life. When people show you who they are, believe them. Dak has shown us who he is as a quarterback. Mm -hmm. Why are we so delusional to not believe him? Yeah, that's true. Coaching needs to do the same thing. They need to believe him when Dak says, I am a game manager. That's everything that his game says to me. Mm -hmm. I am a game manager. You want me to throw the ball 30, 40 times a game? No, that's not who I am. Let me be who I am. (laughs) In the moment they figure that out, Things will start to look different. Mm-hmm. He won't have to do 35. He won't have to throw the ball 35 to 40 times a game. Mm-hmm. That's where the interceptions come in. Mm-hmm. That's not who he is. Right. We need to understand who he is. Yeah. And, and the people. sooner we get that, mm-hmm. your expectations will be so much lower. Your your emotions won't be so invested. Mm-hmm. We won't be standing outside with little stupid ass hats on <laughs> and screaming, go, how about them cowboys when they won 10 games <laughs> and they just going to choke in the playoffs. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just being honest. We have to be realistic. Yo. Cowboys fans, if you're listening to me, everybody underneath the sound of my voice, <laughs> I beg of you, mm-hmm. get a grip. <laughs> We're not going anywhere. <laughs> but the couch. But to the crib. <laughs> we in Mexico every February. We not playing in February, dog. And that's why he's one of my players to bounce back in 2023. And he's going to be continuing to be on that list until he retires. And why do we keep putting him on that list? Why do we keep putting him on? A, he's not because, bouncing because anywhere. People, 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 people say that he can recover back, but but 
he he'll he'll have games like you said to where he'll perform well. He'll have games he won't perform well. Do y'all know everybody that says that? Do y'all know what made him play that well early in his career? Think about it. What was making him play that well? We had the league leading rusher on our team. Yep, the running game. The running he game. He only threw the ball twenty times a game, twenty the, to twenty five uh, times a the game. The running game and Jason Garrett being passive as a coach. Yeah. Jason Garrett was a little literally passive. He was very passive. Dak was throwing short passes. Mm-hmm. He was dinking and dunking and doing what he was he's his style of quarterback should be doing. That's why Mike McCarthy was screaming, Yeah, we want to run the ball. Because everybody Why? knows. But you can't run the ball with, with Ezekiel Elliott running on one leg. You can't run the ball with Tony Pollard getting half of the carries. And that's where Mike McCarthy is flawed. That's another piece to you it. You can't run the ball like that. Yeah, that's, that's another piece to it. You're absolutely right. I agree with that part. Right. But my point is there's a reason why he was screaming that. Okay. Because we know when Dak is most successful. Okay. When the running game is working, mm-hmm. Dak is the most successful. It's not rocket science. It's really not. It's not that hard. But let me say this. In Green Bay, they barely ran the ball with Mike McCartney. Barely. Yeah. And was Aaron Rodgers had to make his own magic. So Aaron Rodgers didn't have he, – he can throw the ball 30, 40 times, and he'll do it effectively. As much as Aaron Rodgers has been not focused on football and doing his ridiculous darkness phase every offseason, he still gets his job done. Hey, Jamie. Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks we've he ever is. seen. You can't that's he, he not is. that's apples to oranges. I get what you're saying. <laughs> he is yeah. one of the greatest yeah, quarterbacks. I just want we've him to work. That, that's the I thing. get it. I just want that I know, to work. That's I know, all. I know. That's it. I know. Aaron Rodgers can sit in the dark all day long and still put up three hundred plus four hundred I'm uh, sorry, five touchdown games I while know. sitting in the dark I know. in the offseason. I know. I know. This man is in the light. Yes, yes. He's in the light and still pulls up garbage. Yep, lights is on. I know. I know. It's ridiculous, man. I know. Get it all out. Get it I, out. I, I, mean, I mean, okay, every offseason, Aaron Rodgers sits in the ridiculous dark thinking about his life. He does. Thinking about, I'm going to retire today. Yeah. And then the Jets, uh, some other team comes calling. The Jets come calling and say, we want you as a quarterback. We hate Zach Wilson. Yeah. We want you, Aaron Rodgers. And then he goes to the Jets because Alan Lazar is, in, uh, is on the Jets. Robert Zavar is on the Jets. The, uh, Sauce Gardner is on the Jets. He has pieces around him. He does. He don't want to be around in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Mike McCartney <clears throat> was, was horrible in Green Bay. Horrible. One championship. And then after the six, seven years, it was over. Mm-hmm. That's why Mark McCartney lost his job in 2018. Yep. That's why he sat in retirement in 2019. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, dude, whatever you're doing in the dark, Aaron Rodgers, keep doing that. People make fun of you for that, but you know what? Keep doing that. If he makes you play better, hey, more power to you. Dak, whatever works for you, hey, <laughs> you better change it. I'm sorry. I, I hear you. This is my first time. 2022 was my first time I've been to. Every, I've been listening to every press conference on the on the internet of him of every single game. Mm-hmm. The first time, I didn't do it over the years because I was I was I was in and out. Mm-hmm. And you you were right, Gabe, and everybody else 
that are realist Cowboys fans, realist Cowboys fans, were right about Dak. Dak is inconsistent in what he's saying. He needs to find vocabulary. He needs to take leadership. Dak needs accountability. I don't know where he's going to get it. He's not going to get it from the Cowboys. <laughs> he's not going to get. I don't know where he's going to get it. Mm-hmm. Somebody that that and and I, and I say these veterans because I know Troy Amos not going to do it, but somebody was in his circle. Somebody that's been a quarterback in the league. Somebody that's been successful in the Hall of Fame. It doesn't have to be in the Hall of Fame. But somebody who's been successful in the league, that knows the league, that hey, knows the pressure, can come into Dallas and try to train this man. Hey, Jamie. Let me ask you something real quick. Sure. You want me to ask you something? Go ahead. I'll answer the question. So when it comes to mentorship. Sure. What is the purpose of a mentor? If you're not going to apply what the mentor teaches. The purpose of a mentor is. is the second uh, half of that question is very important. What is the purpose of a mentor okay. if you're not willing to apply it? The purpose of the mentor is they see the inequalities of your game. They want to fix it, right? Again, you're missing it. I'm sorry. The second half of that question is important. (laughs) What is the purpose of a mentor Uh if you're not willing to apply what the mentor is teaching? There is no purpose. That's what I want you to There is no purpose. That's what you want me to say. That's the it's a a rhetorical it's a rhetorical question. You want me to say that? Yeah, go ahead. Say it. There's no purpose. Exactly. Thank you. So At the end of the day, we talk about mentorship and everything else, but Dak has had mentors. Who? Dak Dak has had people in his corner. Who? He had coaches in his life. He's had people that have assessed his game. Right. You had broadcasters. Quarterbacks, You got got Tony Romo. Quarterbacks. You got all of these people. I'm not talking about Tony Romo. I'm talking about successful quarterbacks that, that know the pressure. Tony Romo does not know in it, know of it. He, he's dealt with it in Dallas, but he does not. He's not dealt with it in a natural, natural manner. That's the difference between Dak and Tony. The point is, you can have. There's this thing called having too many voices in your ear. Yes, I think Dak between Jerry, between Stephen, between Mike, between Kellen Moore previously. He got a lot of voices. Yes. He got broadcasters Absolutely. out of the woodwork telling him he's not good enough. Yes. You got all of these people. <laughs> Like, bro, I'm telling you, like, mentorship will only go so far. He is as talented as he's going to be. This is it. We've seen him in his prime. This He's pushing 30 years old, bro. He'll be 30 years old this summer. summer. Everybody got to stop. Stop expecting him to be something that he's not gonna be. It's okay. It's okay. You just have to know how to. I'm not. I'm you not have to know how to scheme I'm, for I'm that. Not expecting that. I'm expecting him to be better on the field. And I'm expecting him to change his tone. I think a lot when of it comes down to to a different uh, a different year of age. I get that. That, that, that that's what I'm saying, Gabe. I get that. His his talking point is like in the third person. I don't like that. But I don't like that me. at all. Listen. Okay. Is his talent his talent alone just separate everything else? Is his talent alone good enough to get the Cowboys to a Super Bowl? No. 
Exactly. So my point is the scheme has to fit him. The scheme, if the scheme don't fit Dak, regardless, the offense is not going to go anywhere. Kellen Moore wanted a Justin Herbert, which is why he got him, which is why he went on over to uh, L.A. Justin Herbert was because Justin Herbert was willing to work, one, but two, and we don't know Dak's work, work ethic, so I don't want to criticize him for that. I am. I don't want to criticize him for that because I can't say that he hasn't been working. He was hurt. He coming back. All that kind of stuff. It was a lot going on last season. Sure. So we weren't even supposed to be in the position we were in. Our defense got us there. So, again, I preface all this to say if the offensive scheme does not fit what Dak is capable of, you have to know his capabilities as a coach. I put this on the scheme. He hasn't had a coach that really understood who he was except for the Jason Garrett Jason time Garrett, period. Yeah. Jason Garrett. That's when he was the most successful. There's a reason for that. He they wanted to give him more more freedom. Yeah. I'll put it like that. They wanted right. to give him more freedom as a quarterback. Mm. And look how that worked out. It hasn't. Wow. They paid him all of this money wow. because they knew that they were going to have to invest in him as a quarterback. Right. But the reality right. is he is a game Manager. He is a high level game manager. It's the real, bro. It's real, bro. It's, it's it's whenever you're, you're, no, you're right. When you you're take emotion right. out of it, you see it for what it no, is. You're right. Yeah. That's why I said you're right. I'm frustrated because you're absolutely right. And so I'm like, I don't know what else I can do. There's nothing that we can do. <laughs> we don't work for them. They ain't paying us. <sighs> okay. Um Okay. So so, with that being said, everyone, um, we just got to see what happens. That's it's it. May 30th. Um, Minicamp is coming soon, mid-June. Mm-hmm. And then we and then we got, what, four four to five weeks off, and then training camp will start. Mm-hmm. And then we'll just go from there. We'll just assess it from there. After the, Like we said, after the preseason, yeah. we'll just t- assess everybody's game from the defense to the offense to guys who got released. Mm-hmm. Which I had I have Kelvin Joseph on this list because Kelvin Joseph he needs to be released for maturity reasons to grow up a little bit. And the fact that he's just not good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean to be frank. Like, I mean, yeah, you made it to an NFL level, so you have talent. Right. Everybody on the NFL level is talented. Mm-hmm. Don't get it twisted. Sure. But on an NFL level, there's good and there's bad. Right. He's bad. He's not good. <laughs> I know that sounds very simple and <laughs> like almost disrespectful, but I don't mean it in a disrespectful way. No, I'm, it's okay. I literally it's, feel like he, he is not good. This. I've he watched him. Hear this. His technique is horrible. He needs to hear this, and everybody that associated with him needs to hear this. Yeah. NFL, NFL level is a different level, bro. Mm-hmm. It's and, a different level. And I don't think he has the stuff to be good on this level. I was trying to find his highlights. I couldn't find anything but college college highlights. Yeah, he's, he's find, that's his, how you know his athleticism is a talent. That that that's how you know a player is not good because you if you try to find NFL highlights on that player, you cannot find it. Yeah. So with that being said, that is my list. Thank you, Gabe, for my talk today. Absolutely. I appreciate you so much. Yes, sir. Um, guys. Next week, we're going to talk about the NBA Finals. The first two games, what what my assessments were, 
if you're here again, uh, we'll definitely talk about it. Uh, thank you for listening or watching. Thank you to Sammy. We we wish her well. Yes. And so, um, so with that being said, everyone, thank you for listening to Beyond the Game podcast. We will see you next week. Yes, Take sir. care. Cowboys got something to prove. Something to prove in 2023. Let's get it. Let's do it. I made him a million, now fuck it, we all rich I ain't tryna have babies right now, so we fuck with a rubber But I got a raw bitch Know this money bring EV, you probably won't be me But bro, we can't be by no small shit Overseas got a crowd doing my shit Can't believe that I'm still in apartments Businessman went and got me in office Me and Dollar deals, I get them often Me and Dollar was serving on Spar Street Holla G, he gon' stay with the chopstick I got raw, that shit made me a monster He bitch, you know this my sister, my mama's Now they houses as big as they want them I didn't run out no motherfucking commas Look at Lil Dumb Living like we in a race I might come in first and second But I won't ever be last Lately I've been in my bag But told me don't take my foot off the gas They give you an inch Gonna take you a mile I'ma shoot by myself like a technical foul City to city Got girls going wild And I reach for my chain When I jump in the crowd Lemo solo out of squad We finally made it Let's pop us a bottle I took the lead And let everyone follow They know I'm running it right to the bank They want me to ease up I didn't need them And need Sorry, I told him I can't Heard you a rat, so you know what's gonna happen Whenever we catch you, I run with them straight Keep all the moves I've been making By the time I get 40, I gotta be one of them greats Watch how I move with this paper I know if I stoop up one time, they gon' try to come take it Really, is it getting? These niggas be faking I don't want they vibe, so they hand ain't shaking She on that 42 straight with no chasing I'm trying to get out of here and go taste it Yeah, my diamonds be DVs They don't wanna see us on TV Unless it's the news, I got something to prove Yeah, I'm young, but got something to lose In the street, I didn't pay down no extortion, ain't talking about literally I be walking on beats, is you hearing me? I just pray that my kids be a big of me They can't get rid of me My diamonds be TV They don't wanna see us on TV Unless it's the news, I got something to prove Yeah, I'm young, but got something to lose In the street, I didn't pay down my dues No extortion, ain't talking about literally I be walking on beats, is you hearing me? I just pray that my kids be a big of me They can't get rid of me Wake up every day, somebody harassing me I got rich, they need money, they asking me Sitting in jail, ain't look out for me Ones who need me, no same ones who doubted me I've been handling my own, they can vouch for me They'll wait down with me, know that she proud of me Turn the heat up, ain't nobody hot as me Everywhere dollars be, that's how I gotta be I didn't gave her the word, now she not leaving Said she love me, the devil told her stop breathing He try to do what I do, but we not even I want all of the beef, I am not vegan Boy, you said it was smoke, nigga, stop speaking Vince the door, drop the top, I can't stop speeding Trying to see if this bitch hit the top speed Hit a bitch from the back, have a knock on me I control the rock, if the rap slow, I control the block Yeah, I'm really it, and you niggas not Got a couple coups, I can draw the top I done made it, nigga, all these digits coming in I'm saving for the bigger picture, no one day I need them Might as well get used to me, my biggest fear is ending up a used to be Yeah, yeah my diamonds be TVs They don't wanna see us on TV unless it's the news I got something to prove, yeah, I'm young, but got something to lose In the street, I done paid all my dues No extortion, ain't talking about literally I be walking on beats, did you hear me? I just pray that my kids be a big of me, they can't get rid of me My diamonds be TV. they don't wanna see us on TV Unless it's the news, I got something to prove Yeah, I'm young, but got something to lose In the street, I didn't pay down my dues No extortion, ain't talking about literally I be walking on beats, did you hear me? I just pray that my kids be a big of me, they can't get rid of me